Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 85. 85, everybody. Here we are. We made it. We did? We made it. Like we were headed this way or something? Like, yeah, we, we're, dim- like we didn't think we were going to This was it. a destination. Was it? This is it. And so now we're, we're done. done. We're done. Okay. <laughs> we made it, guys. All right. And the audience is happy. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Ed, Nathan, I have a question for you. All okay. right. We're ready. All right. I have a question for uh, you. This was a question I, that I, I, I... My phone, my uh, watch... Is that ain't a watch. Because it is a watch, but it's connected to this thing and my phone. It's called a the phone. phone. <laughs> That's the phone, Ed. This, this is the phone. This is why this is the last episode, because Ed <laughs> is, Ed is having a breakdown. I decided to now, start doing what my phone was doing. Last week it was your knee. This week it's your mind. <laughs> your mind's gone now. Okay. So, uh, where was I? Oh, a question. Sorry, question. I had a question I was going to ask you because we uh, I asked this of the audience of the online service this, okay. this past week. Oh, okay. So I All was right, curious to know what your answer would be. What's the nicest thing that someone's done for you in the past seven days, past week or so? Nicest thing. Someone did something Somebody. good for you. I, it was a good question. We had a good discussion online about it. Can you think of something nice? I just thought that would be fun to know. That would be good. Well, what was your answer, Jason? My answer was I had a good friend of mine who recently moved away and uh, who goes to our church, and she popped back into town. I didn't know she was coming, and she just shot me an email and said, hey, I'm coming by to see you, and I wasn't expecting it. And hmm. she, she actually drove from, uh, from like probably about an hour away. She wow. was visiting somebody, and she said, I want to just come say hi, and she did. And we hung out for a little bit, and... It was good to see my friend. She took took the time and the effort to come say hi. I ain't got many friends that would do that. So I just thought that was pretty nice of her to do that. So That is nice. Yeah. Uh, I had somebody, I don't know if this was seven days, though, but it was pr- pretty recent, within the last we week count. or two. Okay. I, I can't even tell you what day it was. But they sent me a very kind uh, text message just telling me something I that I had done. They thought was really good and meaningful to them and it was Hmm. nice just that they thought about me it was not directly after the thing and Hmm. they just they were just thinking about it just said i just wanted you know that really meant something to me and cool so it was just it's nice nice to be thought of of course well, I was going to say the same thing that somebody had written me something, but now I feel like Nathan took that. No, nah, it's okay. It, it can be true. Someone wrote if me it's a really, true. Somebody wrote me a really nice letter, hmm. but if if that doesn't count since Nathan got it, then oh, people it are largely mean to me. It counts. Okay. <laughs> it counts. I think my problem people is that, are, is that no are, one's kind to me, so it's hard for me to think. People, people mm-hmm. are people are kind to me all the time, and so it's just you know. Yeah, it's all white noise now. This wow, <laughs> man. <laughs> You're so lucky. Eh? I am. That was the most cynical way to say that people are con- that, that that the world is a good place. <laughs> is, is it? Was that what I was yeah. doing? Yeah, I'm well, really troubled by I was my watch. Say, your watch is really taking up a lot of your time <laughs> I'm trying, today. I'm really What's going on? I'm trying to figure out how to stop it now. I think I've gotten it there. The world's it's such a kind blame <laughs> technology. I don't know how it works. My watch is driving me nuts over here. Did y'all not hear it buzz a minute we ago? We heard it. We heard it. I don't know if they heard it, but we heard it. Yeah, I'm like. Man, my watch is dry. Somebody I was about should, to take it and throw it to Joel. Somebody should take Ed's technology away from him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know That'd how to use true. it. Be kind. Get me a yeah. nicer watch. So, okay. All right. Questions for this don't week. Don't buy me a watch. I have, I have no. a watch. Don't do that. He wouldn't know how to use it anyway. No. Okay. Questions for this week. I have two. Two questions. And this one uh, is very similar to a question we asked last week, I think. Um, but we're going to tackle it. 
uh, last week, you remember, if you were here, we answered a question. Somebody wanted to know what the difference between the word spiritual and follower of Jesus is. Uh, this person also wants us to define some terms, okay? Which, again, is going to be difficult because we're not sure what you mean by In these the future, words. why don't you tell us what you mean by that the That would be great. And we will tell you where you're yes, wrong. Yes, but... <laughs> man, I guess the truth is, once again, I can define what I mean by them. Yeah. can. I don't know that we're all going to agree on what we mean by Maybe. Them. That'd we'll be interesting. See. So here's the... They have three words they want us to define, and it's... And so they know the difference between all of them. Here are the three words. Belief, faith, and knowledge. Is there a difference between belief, faith, and knowledge? I don't know, I don't know what the... the and, and I don't mean this to be... I don't know what the purpose of the question is. I'm confident there are different definitions. So I'm not, sh- I'm sure you're not asking for that because I'm sure you, I don't mean this in a silly way, you could Google the difference in the definitions. Hmm. So what I'm assuming you I'm guessing they're meaning biblically. Yes, in, in terms of the Bible. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm aware within the Bible, these words are often interused, uh, interchangeably used, that, that sometimes the word is belief, sometimes it's faith, but they're really describing the, the same thing. So hmm. if I were to describe both belief and faith, it's, a ma- it's not a matter of intellectual assent or intellectual, which is often the way we use it is. Yep. I believe something if I just accept in that my brain. It, in my brain. That, uh, so, like, so let's just talk about what I mean. When, peop- when many people say, I believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. what they mean, I have understood from talking to them, is I intellectually ascend to the idea that there was a person who lived named Jesus and that he is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. That that's what I mean. That's what belief is. Mm-hmm. What I have understood is that belief and faith according to Jesus, belief and faith in Jesus are the same thing, which is that because I intellectually agree he's the son of God, that gives him authority. I place my full weight, my trust in my life, the Mm -hmm. trust of my decisions. I give him authority to determine what I do in my life. So in that sense, to me, belief and faith are the same, that it really is I am aligning myself with Jesus. I am pledging my allegiance to Jesus. I am putting my entire weight of my life on him. That reminds me, I was going to say, you just clued me in on something that I actually thought of when I first read this question was that uh, illustration we've used a million times around our church about uh, the stool illustration. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And, And I see those three words in that illustration. So to catch those of you up, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, you and I have done this in messages, Ed. I know maybe Nathan's done it too. You put a stool up on the stage, and, and I've, I've held it out and said, okay, uh, I can look at the stool and say, I believe that this stool will hold my weight. And I can stand over here and say that I believe that and tell you all day that I believe it. And it can still be something I believe. Faith is me going over to the stool and saying, not only do I believe it, I'm going to put my weight on it. Right. And, and so that is a, a and, and that to me, faith is more like a trust. I am not, I'm now taking what I say I believe in my heart and mind. I'm putting that into action. And then I would say the final word, the knowledge is once it does hold me up and I am secured on its weight, I can say, well, now I know. Now I have mm-hmm. experienced the weight holding ability of this uh, mm-hmm. stool, and in and in spiritual terms, in terms of God, I would say, you know, I can say I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, mm-hmm. and I can put that into my brain. But then I've got to actually 
put that faith into action, which Jesus said, and we talked about this last week, is I will do what he says. Right. I will put my, the weight of my life, the, the trust of my life, I will place it on him alone and test it basically to see mm-hmm. if it works. And then once it does... I now have the experience of knowing that Jesus is right. He is right. And he is who he said he is. And I, and I think I talked about this something uh, a few weeks ago in a message. I was saying there is a difference between uh, having an, having a belief in Jesus and just, and, 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 or having a belief in God and then saying, I know God. Right. And a lot of people say, well, I know God. Well, you know, God, when you have actually put God's word into action, action and found them to be trustworthy mm-hmm. and you've seen the tangible results in my life and and I stood up there and I said I I can tell you I know God right. because I have put his words into action I've taken Jesus at his word and then seen that the rock underneath me the found foundation that Jesus said would be there that wouldn't wash away that would hold me up and would build the kind of life he promised would build has come true Mm-hmm. And so now I have knowledge. Right. So that was my first thought when I saw those three words. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Lee Strobel is the first person I ever saw do the illustration where he, he shows you he's got a quarter. He puts mm-hmm. a quarter in his hand. He says, I have a quarter in my hand. He closes his hand, and then he acts like he moves it between hands. He says, I'm telling you it's still in this hand. And he says, how many of you have faith that it's still in this hand? And when... When you don't know, but he told you, mm-hmm. well, see, you believe him, so you have faith. And then he shows you the quarter. He says, now you no longer have faith. That's right. You know. Mm-hmm. You, don't, mm-hmm. you don't have faith once you, what you see it. Mm-hmm. He used to say, I, I'm going to destroy your faith yeah. by showing you. Mm-hmm. Because knowledge is the completion. Mm-hmm. When the scriptures tell us that one day our faith will become sight. Right. I love right. that. That's been, uh, I love that. And there, there's an old mm-hmm. song about that, a contemporary Christian song that I can't remember right off the hand, but it talks about one day there'll be no more faith and there'll be no more hope, but there's only love that remains. Right. And that's when we come into the full kingdom mm-hmm. that, that Jesus promised to bring. And we won't have to have hope or faith any longer. And we, we will, the, the phrase I always think of, and I don't, I'm not for sure what it means. I can only, you know, wait to see is that, we will know as we're known oh, yeah. in the way that God knows me completely. I will know him fully and completely mm-hmm. and know the things fully and completely. Hmm. And then only love remains. Yes. There's no more mystery. It's all knowledge and love. It's just love. Hmm. So I think that's the difference between. Yeah. If that's, if that's what that, you're that's trying what to you're figure at, out. That's what you're I don't asking. know. I don't know. Cause yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, that's good stuff. Those were all three. Those could be full-on sermons right there. All that was really good stuff. It was good stuff. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you were looking for. Faith, faith is never a mental-only exercise, mm-hmm. nor is really belief, because anything I truly believe almost always demands something from me about it. Well, well, and neither is really yeah. knowledge, because, I mean, Jesus says eternal life is knowing yeah, that's right. God. Yeah, that's right. And then he also says those who believe <laughs> in John three sixteen will have eternal life. And I really think which, he's talking about the same concept here, which is the thing we've talked about of when I get to a place where I put my full weight in knowing Christ and, and living with him and doing life with him, 
I th well, we could take Jason's illustration and take both of those. So he says, um, John 3.16, if you believe, you have eternal life. He says over in John 17, eternal life is knowing. So belief leads me to put my faith, which means I did what Jesus asked me to do. Mm -hmm. And then once I do it, I know that what he said is true because now I know God. I know that yeah. God backs up what he asked me to do. And so it's a continuum. Yeah. But if and you stop at, I believe Jesus was the mm -hmm. son of God, if that's where you stop mm -hmm. and you don't do what he asked you to do, which is what we've talked about before, you're not going to know. And we've taught this before, but I'll bring it back up again. The, the first time in any written uh, written record anywhere in the ancient world, the first time the words believe and in are put together is right. in John 3.16. Right. And it was and it was done that way on purpose. Jesus, when he said that, was was creating a new category. He he was taking that word or that concept of belief, that mental ascent, and he was putting a an action to it. It's right. belief in, it's it's leaning on, it's trusting on and it, that's the image of putting full weight on because he was leading us to something that you just described right not just a it, it, faith that is not put into practice is really not faith well that whole hebrews 11 where this uh, faith is the evidence of things hoped for mm -hmm. everything after that verse is illustrations of people who had faith it says by faith and Abraham, what they did. They left. Yeah. By yep. faith, Noah. Yeah. By faith, they did things. And these weren't even really very good people. No. And many of them doubted in many ways, but mm -hmm. their faith was in that they did what God asked them to do. Yes. And everything was tied to what they did. Right. Now, you know, and, and a lot of people are scared. A lot of Christians, I know, are scared of the, having that conversation because they think, oh, you're turning it into a works-based salvation. Well, no, <laughs> but salvation comes, as James said, salvation comes with some works, yes. with some actions. Well, and I think if you if you had to be if you, if you had to push me on what how knowledge is even different, I think biblically knowledge is a relational term. I mean, faith is too, so I don't want to take that out of it. Mm -hmm. But knowledge is this relational term of. So you take the example of faith is what gets my action in you take Abraham and that is it comes from though I think they would say well but I know my God and mm. so if he's the one who calls me to do this mm, thing right, then I'll take right. a step out and I know my God knowledge we often tend to think of knowledge of I sit and I study something and then I know I know World War II why because I'm a dad and that's what dads do they <laughs> study World War II and but I'm supposed to know you don't know World War II like the guy who was on Omaha right. Beach yeah. right and that there's a <laughs> difference when and then I know and I the, the kind of knowledge you're talking about is, and there's a difference of even I know guitar because I play guitar but I don't know guitar like I know my wife because right. I don't trust guitar D guitar is a concept whereas my wife so if my wife asks me to do something I may not understand why she's asking me to do it I will do it in faith because I know who my, my wife is mm. and I know she's not asking me to do something that's going to be bad for me yeah. and so ultimately when Jesus talks about eternal life is knowing God he doesn't mean belief in something mm. he means that you have this intimate personal relationship and faith is all wound up in that because it requires me to do things because I can't 
know my wife if I don't ever do things with her or do things for her. And I don't know. All this, I, I will tell you, my my wife gets really frustrated with me because when we have these kind of things, she'll ask me questions and she goes, well, what does this mean? I'm very hung up on individual word things and uh-huh. it frustrates me. I always tell her all the time that the English language is my least favorite language, but it's the uh-huh. only one I know so how to speak know. <laughs> because everything is so dang imprecise with, we have five sure. different words that all mean the same thing and we, and we have concepts that are too big for just one word and we got one word for it, mm. whereas the Greeks didn't have that. Yeah. And true. They had lots of different. It, it depends on what you what you mean. So all right. That well, I think we've well, I think we've beaten Exhausted. that beaten that one Exhausted. all around. So we will leave it at that. Okay. So that's enough with that one. Last question. Question number two. How crucial is fasting to a Christian's life? First thing I thought was, well, it's probably pretty crucial because Jesus assumed it. Okay. So if I'm a Christian following Jesus, Jesus kind of didn't, he didn't say, well, you know, if you ever get around to it, this would be a good thing to do. He kind of says, hey, y'all are going to be doing this anyway, so let me tell you how. That's it. That's pretty clear from the Sermon on the Mount. Well, yeah, he certainly assumes that, that people are going to fast. And I would say he did it pretty regularly. He did. True. Uh, we, we At least the evidence shows that he, pre- he probably did. Yep. Um, so I would, you know, say it's pretty critical yeah now i have to admit i do it way more infrequently than probably most of the other spiritual disciplines that i'm involved in um i guess in the way most people you know when they say the word fasting most people mean food they do that, the most now i will say that i have learned in my in my growing to become more like jesus i have learned Fasting includes a lot of other things in my life. Sure. In fact, it should, uh, because it's not so much about the um, the food aspect of it as it is my appetites. Right. And, and I thought that would be an interesting conversation for us to have because you know we've we've done a lot of work in our discipleship mm-hmm. on um, taking uh, submitting our appetites mm-hmm. to 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 the Holy Spirit to the Father so that we can become more like Jesus. That's what my, it's been my experience in becoming a disciple of Jesus is uh, put, bringing my appetites underneath his lordship. If that's not too much of a big word to use. But no. is, does that make sense? Yeah, because there's not only food fast in the Bible. I mean, Paul talks about fasting sexually. Yeah, uh, sure. Husband and wives, you know, for the sake of praying, uh, not yep. having sex. I recently, for me, I, I did a, a digital fast, mm-hmm. um, meaning I, I, I cut some technology off that I felt like was becoming a little bit too um, too uh, prevalent in my life, and uh, took some time away from that. Um, I just I, I loved. I just heard Dallas Willard talk about uh, one of the ideas that around this topic, and he was talking about every Christian. He said you need to take some time away from the world as it is, uh, from what what's going on in the world. He said for no other reason that when you get back, you realize it's still going on. <laughs> and I loved that, that idea. Right. Yeah, it sounds like something Dallas would say. It does. Right? And I thought, yeah, he's right. Because every time I've done that, because you, you've had that experience, for instance, like for me, like I go away on vacation and I stop doing a lot of the things that I do every single day that I think are so vital that I'm keeping some stuff going. Right. I got some stuff that it depends on me. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm not able to do it or I just stop doing it and I come back and I realize, huh. <laughs> It really didn't matter because it just 
kept right on trucking. That's right. And I and I it it puts me in a place where I think I'm supposed to be. Of you're not all that crucial, Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're here for a different reason, mm-hmm. and that, that's good for my soul. So. Anyway, yeah. those are some of my thoughts on that. No, I think those are great thoughts. I personally have not spent much time fasting from food, and uh, it's really just not been a part of my tradition. i just sitting here listening to you, realizing I probably should put more thought in maybe uh, about thinking about it. I should begin to figure out what that needs to look like as mm-hmm. a part of my following Jesus. Mm-hmm. I currently... I, so the biggest appetite in my life, and I realized this could be, it's a different kind of discipline. I am currently trying to practice resisting my appetite to, um, <laughs> to respond. Ah, I, yeah. I, am a, uh, mm. I am a responder. Mm-hmm. If, there are, if there's something, if you put a need in front of me and I can do it, I have always had the thought in my head, well, then I should do it. If there's something immediately in my, if it's somebody that needs to be talked to, if there's somebody that needs to be helped in some way, if there's something that needs to be done, and I can do it, I ought to do it. And uh, I recently have been confronted about that, particularly in in, uh, in 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 saying things to people or going to people about certain problems or asking people certain questions just to slow that process down. You know, not not that you're not going to do it, yeah. but to put some buffer between you have the thought, you might do it. Let's put some thought and prayer between doing it, uh, seeing it, and doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, not a, obviously if somebody had an accident in front of me needed help, I would help in that. I'm talking about yeah. instances where there is no immediate time mm-hmm. crucial element to it. I have always felt like, oh, I noticed it. I see it now. I got to get on it. So what? And you fasted from that. Let's, well, how's, I how's am that currently work? I am currently in a discipleship process where there are two there are two particular things that I have submitted to my group of saying I'm not going to move on this until I get some indication from somebody what uh, that I'm the one that has to do this. Okay. So, and that there might be more good that came out of me doing it than that than me not doing it. Yeah. And there was a time when I first, one of them I've probably been in about a three-week holding pattern on, which is a long oh, time That's long for, for you, man. That's a long time. Hmm. Uh, the other one I'm about a weekend on. And what I've learned in that period of time of stepping back from it, I told, I think, uh, our elders when we had a meeting recently, I said, I've come to realize that I'm not the only person God has on his team. Mm-hmm. And I would have said that, that I thought that was true. Yeah. But I've always thought if God put it in front of me, uh, he meant for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Now I see it. I can do it. I'm capable of doing it. Go after it. And that there might be other people that could do that better than me. Hmm. And they might be, uh, so, you know, we're talking about the Sermon on the Mount that we're going to teach that here. We were, I don't know if it was in this podcast episode or the other one, but the passage I've been focusing on is that whole thing of judging people and not casting pearls before swine. And, uh, you know, a part of that whole thing is I might have a really good thing I need to say to somebody, but I'm not the person to say it. Mm-hmm. And so 
it winds up being like I've thrown a really valuable thing in front of somebody that's not ready to hear it from me. It's not that the thing wasn't good. It just isn't, it isn't good for them at that moment from me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't provide anything. Whereas somebody else could come up, it's not necessarily about they're the one that's wrong. I should have just waited. I should have taken it for me. That's the way I'm working. I'm not saying that's the way it ultimately is teaching. And it has provided some buffer in my life and some learning that I've had that Mm -hmm. I probably should have learned a long time ago, but I just haven't taken that as seriously as I can. But I was sitting here thinking as you were talking, there are probably other areas of my life that I need. I am a uh, gut-level person. That's the truth. I'm a gut-level person. Enneagram 8s. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> all, all are. Yeah. So, so we've established Ed and I are not great fasters, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Any better than us? Well, I, I should have. I should. I forgot this was a question. So I am. I am. I've been sitting here the whole time going, "Oh, I should have thought of what I was going to say about this." And then I was listening to you guys. So I'm, I, I don't know if there's a lot more, more ground for for me to cover on it, other than to say, I think the thing you said is true about. Fasting ultimately is about my appetites, and it is about me learning to be appetized by God. Mm. And so, um, really, the whole journey of the Christian faith is that I enter fully into the community of love, which is God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. That's the reason. And once again, I don't know if this was said in this podcast or the other one, but Christianity is communal because God is through the church. God is a community, and he is inviting us to exhibit that same kind of love for one another and for him. It's why it's all relational. And so everything I do, all spiritual disciplines, whether it be prayer, worship, silence and solitude, serving people, mm-hmm. um, anything that I'm doing, fasting, should be something that helps me to love God more and to love people more. And so my appetites often get in the way of me trusting that God is all I need and that really just existing in the community of love that is God would be enough for me. And so the things that I have, um, I think I you t- told this kind of joke before, but I'll regularly, I, I, I am, my, my wife says, uh, you are, she goes, you're easily convicted by things. Cause I will come home with just these like, well, now we got to do this. And she'll go, so are we making, that's her big duty. So we're making our own shoes this week. Like now Nathan can't buy shoes anymore because we got to do this. And so um, a big thing for me, and I used to be proud of this, but maybe four or five years ago, um, I was just telling our new resident, Sawyer, who's really big into movies. He was talking about movies, and I said, yeah. I said, you know, there were about three years in a row that I saw 400, over 400 new movies in a year. 400, and movies, not necessarily not that were new, they were just new to me. That's not on top of the movies I would re-watch. There would be some days I'd watch six movies, like on my off day, like over the weekend. <laughs> I'd watch six movies a day, and it became this desire. Where it ultimately came from was I was kind of known as the movie guy, uh-huh. and so I needed to have an opinion yeah. on every movie plus TV shows, and my days were wrapped around, well, we should do this. Well, what, what that even came out of was this thing I had of, if, if I'm not doing work, I need to be entertained. 
I need to be watching something. I need to be reading something. Often I'm reading something while I'm watching something. I'm doing multiple things. And so the first kind of thing for me was I just started telling my wife, we're going to watch way less TV. We're just going to start cutting shows out. And so the way I did it was if it's a show that I'm not excited to watch, I'll cut it out. And we just kept cutting down. Then we cut down on movies. And now most people, that, that doesn't seem like a spiritual thing, but it was highly spiritual for me sure. because there were many days, and this still happens regularly to me, where someone will say, oh, I because they know I love movies so they'd go oh I just watched this movie and there's a sting of oh god I don't I haven't seen it <laughs> sometimes it's I haven't even heard of that movie mm. and now they're expecting are they gonna think now they're gonna stop wanting to talk to me about this because they think like it's all those thoughts go in my head mm. on top of all that I'm just a um I'm a very noisy person, so I often will fast from podcasts because I like to just have things sure. in the background. And yep. I took, I, I'll often like around Lent time, I'll just take 40 days off and I'm not going to listen to podcasts, which is very difficult because once again, mm-hmm. one of you will come in and go, did you just hear the new? And I'll go, <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't. I don't, have, I don't have anything. But as you said, what I eventually learn is people, I now have this written on my wall, which is um, the most important thing that I offer to people are not my opinions or what I can do for them or my abilities or my talents. It's the image of Christ that is in me that I bring to the table. Mm. And the problem is, so even if I have really good opinions and really good abilities, if I am not exemplifying the image of Christ, all of that is nothing. Mm -hmm. And I have brought nothing to the table. And I may have even accomplished things and done things, but if the goal is... I want to live in community with God. I'm going to need more quiet. And I don't mean like go off into the mountains by myself. I mean, now like with me and my daughters, we just, we don't have the TV on and they can play and I'll sit and just do nothing. And it's difficult at times. Like we just had staycation and my wife said, I feel like you normally would have been watching something or trying to read a book or get something done. And I said, it was very difficult because there were days going, this was a waste of a vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a waste. And then I said, but you know what was really good was we often had three hours where I just sat on the couch and I was available to my kids. Mm-hmm. I was just available to them, that they would come to me and I wasn't rushed and I wasn't run off and I go. And so then I used to measure my life in this and um, I have several friends that they make a joke about. They measure their life in what the next meal they're going to eat is. Hmm. I mean, they, they'll even been joke that it's become I've a meme of like, when is the next time I'm going to get something mm-hmm. exciting? And this is how fun it is to be my friend. So we'll be talking at the meal and I go, you know, that's a big problem. <laughs> and we'll need to talk about it. I said, there's an issue if the most exciting thing in your day is the next thing I'm going to eat. You, I'm not saying you should. Hmm. You may want to consider maybe that's an appetite I need to quell yes. a little because they'll even say, and then I'm grumpy if I thought I was going to get to go out to eat, but I don't get to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's an issue. Yeah. That's an issue. And you, now that you brought it back to the food thing, I, I want to point out to whoever it is asked the question that the purpose of fasting, as I understand it and the way I think Jesus presented it was, when I do fast, and we'll talk food for now, when I do fast from food, there is a moment where my body my appetite in my body, my physical body will alert me to that need. And what I, what I should be training my mind to do is every time I am alerted by my body to that appetite, I should, I should then use that as a moment to place more trust, more faith, more devotion into God. And if you use, then you're, what you're doing is you're curbing and training those appetites to, 
to they serve me, not me serve them. Right. Well, and, even, and that's what fasting is meant to do. Even more, they serve God because if yes. I get myself once again, if we get our minds back to it's not concepts I believe in, it's habits I have. If my habit is, what if every time you had that that a, a thing of oh, when's am I going to eat my next food? And you said, you know what? Now I'm going to say the Lord is my shepherd; mm-hmm. I shall not want. And every time yep. I had that, and it triggered that thought, and then I would go, oh. Man, being in, and because my mind gets transported to the presence of God in that moment because mm-hmm. he becomes, he's there and I'm awake to it now. Now these physical desires or, and I have to do this occasionally when I'll sit there and, you know, one of my brothers will say, oh, I just watched this movie. Have you seen it? And I kind of mm-hmm. go, Ugh. I go, you know what? You don't have to talk here. What if they just want to share their opinion and you could listen to them? Mm-hmm. And then I go, I'm going to do this in the name of Jesus. And you're, you're brought into now with this other person, yep. the presence of Jesus, um, and so, yeah. anyway, I think all it's, it is about training my appetites to serve God mm-hmm. and to better serve people and not be controlled by them. So to answer the question specifically, yeah, it's crucial. Fasting is crucial to the Christian life if you are serious about bringing your appetites underneath the, the authority of Jesus. And so I would encourage you, what, whatever God and Holy Spirit is leading you to fast from, do that. Now, if it is food, you know, I don't know what, what your physical health is like, but I, sure. I have said this to many people, and they said, well, Jesus said I ought to fast, but they are in poor physical health to the point where it right. might not be healthy for them to do that. And That's I say, right. certainly Jesus is not telling you to harm your body by doing this. So if you have a condition, like you're maybe diabetic or something like that, where you have to have a regimented diet, then of course, stay on that. That is God's will for you. Your fasting is going to look a little bit different. That's right. So uh, just, I want to make sure I said that because I didn't want somebody to go out, well, it's crucial and I've got to do this and and then get it, get yourself into some physical should trouble. Should we also right. add just the side, and whether we should or not, I'm going to say. All right, go ahead. Fasting is not something I use to get a hand up on God and no, make him do something, which right. is often the way I hear people say it is because, mm-hmm. they, and these are tied together, so I think this is important. Prayer and fasting That's are right. tied together. Mm-hmm. The apostles, when they would go to make decisions about the early church, they were led by prayer and fasting, but it wasn't a, we've made a decision on what we want to do. God, mm-hmm. we're going to, because there's this idea of if I suffer the right way or I yeah. sacrifice or I do this thing, then God has to, God's like, well, they did. <laughs> it. You got me. I got to do it now. And I think that's important. I do think it's important when I'm making a big decision, especially if you think it's a decision where you go, man, this is something God's leading me to. I could see how prayer and fasting would be helpful for the sake of clarifying for me. Mm -hmm. I I want to get my mind Am I being driven by my desires to yep. do this thing, or am I being driven by the Spirit of God? Because once again, it's about appetites. Mm-hmm. Is this just, like you said earlier, I can see how saying, hey, I'm going to fast from making a decision here because your natural desire is I'll come in and solve it. I have all the right oh, answers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this way, now when you know, okay, it's been three weeks, I still have that feeling maybe God is telling me That's I need right. to go do something. That's yes. right. But I, would, I just want to encourage, because I know there's a lot of, people out there maybe you're even taught that's we're all going to fast together because god will move when we yeah. fast yeah. that's not really the purpose of it because mm-hmm. no. often when they're prayer and fasting god comes in and they go oh we got to now we know we got to do something we didn't know because mm-hmm. god made clear to us this thing yeah you get clarity in the midst of the fast yes. so and that that certainly happened for me as well okay all right that is it for today fellas
Thanks for participating in episode 85. Thanks for letting us participate, <laughs> You're Jason. So I just want to say I invite that. you every week. I might invite you back next time. I hope Thank so. You. I'll right. check my schedule. As if I have the power to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will hopefully have some more, more questions, and y'all send them in. The link's in the description. Ask us. We'll answer it. See you next time.